if we keep playing and fighting for each other, and no matter what happens, we just say, what's next? That's all we do. Somebody turn on some damn music. You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech. Betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need. Money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be the day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro. The Money Line Matadors, the Casino Cowboys, the Parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. With the Gambling Gauchos. Oh, and one more thing it's all West Texas. It always has been. Welcome to the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobson. We just interviewed David Collier. If you want to listen to that interview, uh, nearly an hour and a half talking about stories from the past, stories from his time covering Bob Knight, Mike Leach, some of the historic moments, smelling armpits, and more. You can join the Patreon. That will be behind the paywall. Patreon.com slash Gambling Gauchos. As always, we are here in the Cardinal Sports Center studio. You can gear up for Texas Tech baseball or the spring game this weekend for Texas Tech football, which we'll talk about today. Derek Cardinal Sports Center, mycardinalsports.com, or live and in person just outside the loop on Slide Road. Go see them. Tell them we sent you. You won't get a discount or anything, but they'll know. They'll know, and they'll be happy. Kyle, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Good. Excited to talk about Texas Tech football as part of the Republic of Football, uh, housed under the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Network. Um, And this is like really getting into it. Texas Tech football spring game this weekend. Obviously, a lot of other sports going on. We'll talk on Sunday night about uh, McCaslin getting his first couple of commits by then. We'll talk about Texas Tech baseball. We'll recap that Baylor series on Sunday night. But this episode will be spring football. Uh, what do you want to see? What do you not want to see this weekend when Texas Tech football plays their adjusted schedule game? Well, I'm curious, as you just saw on Twitter about the same time I did, I don't know when folks are going to be listening to this. We're recording at 9.57 p.m. Wednesday night. And at 9.52 p.m., our good buddy Mike Craven with the aforementioned Dave Campbell's Texas football Tweets nothing but a pin emoji, like a location pin. I don't know if he did this on purpose or not, but his location is still on. You know, sometimes it says that under the tweets. And he is in Lubbock, Texas, so I'm pretty sure this is stop 11 for the Dave Campbell's Summer Magazine. 
So I wonder if he's going to be out there, if he's staying through the weekend or if he's going to be somewhere else by then. But I uh, hope that he is here to cover maybe the spring game, maybe Joey McGuire climbing the crane, and who knows what else is going on in Lubbock this weekend. I believe it's the final spring practice tomorrow before they get to the spring game. So uh, maybe he's just here for the Thursday practice. Maybe he'll uh, stick around through Saturday. That'd be pretty awesome. It's going to be a fun time. Out there at Lowry Field, uh, I know we're going to do some props and stuff later. Uh, just off the top, the first prop we do, attendance-wise, sits 8,500. Um, set it at five. Would you go over-under? So I had a prop bet lined up for that, and I said 5,500. So how about we meet in the middle and say over-under five and a quarter? Man, I think that nails it. And I don't know that they'll do any kind of clicking with people walking in, so they'll probably just have to guess. But I would assume it'll be pretty full on the home side and there will be people on the road side. So I'm going to go snug under 52 and a half. I'm going to go over. I think that when when you're witnessing anything that has a lot of momentum, whether it's a political candidate in the polls or anything like that, the perception tends to trail the actual momentum. And so there's clearly excitement around the program. I think we may not fully understand how much there is until we see that spring game attendance. Now, I'm hedging a little bit, weather dependent. I don't know what the forecast looks like this weekend, but if it's a nice day, I think you'll go over. I, I hope so. Oh, sorry. I got a little emotional there. I'll be there. Will you be there? I don't think so, man. I'll be in Jacksboro. But with the goats. We that was undecided last time we talked. It sounds like we'll both be kind of watching for some goats this weekend. Like greatest of all time. Right. So yeah, who, I'll be watching Joey. Who do you have on your short list of spring game goats? And we can start talking spring game. You know, I want to see here's the deal. When you talk about spring games. Um, before we get into individual performances, the, the outlook for the game is going to be a first half running clock, except for inside the last two minutes of the first and second quarter, you're going to have ones on ones, twos on twos throughout the first half. Then they're going to do what they call a kind of a red zone deal. And it's going to be like the cliff era scoring. You're going to have... Um, like points for defense, stops, turnovers, keeping them out of the, the end zone in the red zone. Then you're going to obviously have offensive points with field goals and touchdowns and whatnot. And then you're going to have a second half full running clock, threes and fours. Yeah, it's always hard to kind of set expectations without totally knowing the format and the personnel. I feel like even if they have an idea and they announce it, you know, if the ones aren't running well, right. be like, you know, no, get back out there and, and let's, we need a productive drive before y'all sub out. So like, who knows? Um, but some guys that I'm thinking about that I, I want to see something from, we'll start on the offense. I want to see a home run from Cameron Valdez. I think he obviously has home run potential um, in a way that I think Todd Brooks is more of your like steady, consistent back five yards per carry. 
I think Cameron Valdez is more like five yards per carry, but he's going to get like 20 in one chunk and then maybe be held at bay on some other carry. So I would love to see the explosiveness that we saw in the bowl game from Cameron Valdez. Dre McCray, a guy that we've talked up that could be an important piece as far as taking the top off the defense that you didn't really have last year. Would like to see a home run shot to Dre McCray. Wonder what the tight end position is going to look like. Felt like all three were kind of co-equals in different ways at different spots last season. And so I will, I'll be curious if um, maybe one or the other, Mason Tharp or Baylor Cup or Henry Teeter for that matter, sort of emerges. I'd be a little surprised just based on how they rotated last year and the nature of spring games. Uh, and then on the outside, Jaron Bradley, a guy coming in with a lot of hype and, and well-deserved hype, and Loic Fungi guy who I think flashed at the end of last season, maybe wasn't fully healthy in the middle of the season. Curious what they look like on the outside spot. And then lastly, just as a unit, I think the unit I'm most curious about on either side of the ball is the offensive line. I know this de- defensive line is good. I know Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford can play. And so if we see good pass pro, if we see the offensive line moving bodies uh, across the line of scrimmage, that's one thing you always wonder about on spring game. You're like, okay, we hit a 70-yard bomb. Are our DBs terrible or are our quarterbacks and receivers good? If this often, I know our defensive line is good. If our offensive line is moving them out of the way, I'll take that as a positive sign, and I won't be worried about the defensive line. So um, on the offensive side of the ball, that's kind of a list of three or four things I'm looking for. And here's the problem. If, if the offensive line is dominating – then it's easy to say, well, the defensive line isn't as good as we think. Or if you get burnt six times on defense, it's hard to say, well, the offense just looks way better this year. Um, It's also easy to say, wow, Dre McCray is just really fast and he's going to burn a lot of people. Uh, And I do agree with you that I, I believe in the defensive line. So if the offensive line looks better, I think the offensive line has just improved. Um, The offensive line was bad last year in the spring game. Um, And it was when the threes were out there early on in the game, uh, you had some pressure early. I think there was a sack on the second or third play uh, from Tyreek Matthew, who came in on a linebacker blitz uh, up the middle. So there is uh, something to be said about that. I I think you really, really, or at least I really want to see the offensive line just be competent. I think that's my number one thing. I just want the offensive line to look like an offensive line. Yeah, another thing that's hard to tell in the spring game, assuming the quarterbacks are untouched, you know, sometimes what would be a sack, they'll, they won't blow the play dead because they want to see how it develops as far as DBs maintaining coverage, if the quarterback can scramble, throw it on the run. And so you won't you don't actually know, like, are they getting home? Are they finishing the play in the backfield? Um, that's also why quick foreshadowing, I don't have any prop bets related to sacks because it's just impossible to measure in most of these spring game formats. Yeah. But I think it'll be fairly obvious is miles Cole, is Joseph a are they getting good pressure or not? And it'll also be obvious is the, is the pass pro where it needs to be or not, even if that's not necessarily re- resulting in a quote unquote sack. If the offensive line has a good day, good day at the office, I want to see them get rewarded. And what I think the big fellows would like is some Rahino barbecue. 
You now, maybe you're not hungry right after the game. You got to cool down a little bit. But if there's a plate of Rahino ribs or brisket waiting for them, I think that could inspire a, a strong performance. Um, I don't know if the Rahino food truck is going to be out there or not at the spring game. But if you live out in West Texas, you can go find them at their home base in Olton or all across West Texas in the mobile food truck. Again, tell them the Gaucho sent you no discount, but uh, maybe they'll give you a high five or something. And as you know, Rob, that barbecue is unbeatable, and I hope the offensive line unit is unbeatable this season. 100%. We need to get a, one of those, uh, Was it, Wright Barbecue in Arkansas that does the, the team-wide NIL deal for the offensive line? Oh, yeah, that'd be glorious. That'd be an awesome to do a facilitator Rahino NIL deal for the offensive line. Yeah, all for it. So you mentioned Dre McCray. You mentioned um, Cameron Valdez. Um, I think more than just individual performances, I want I want Baron Morton and Tyler Shuck to look good. I don't want any pick sixes to the sidelines. I don't want a, a defensive lineman in the backfield knocking a ball down and taking it away, running it back the the distance. Um. But I will say this. I also want to see turnovers. And if that is uh, just an incredible play, uh, getting burnt and recovering and getting a ball or just an an unreal tip drill at the line where that's going to happen maybe once out of three games or something like that, if, if there is a turnover... I want something crazy to happen to force it or, you know, a a running back getting stripped down the field or a peanut punch or something. You know, I don't want the quarterback, any quarterback to just throw it right to a guy. I want, I want want a little uh, depth there for the defense if it happens. For sure. And the the beauty of a spring game is the offense can kind of, well, both sides of the ball, the offense can take shots down the field without, you know, Fear and consequences, the defense can bring some crazy blitz packages. So, yeah, if it's a 50-50 ball that Rabbit or somebody like that just makes a good play on, I don't think you view that as, like, discouraging on the offensive side. Um, And we know he's capable of making that kind of play. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want any boneheaded turnovers. Um, That said, spring is the time to iron those out. And if a guy's just missing a read or – whiffing on a block like that's why you're doing these practices to get it sorted out before fall camp Uh, but yeah I would like to see year two of both sides of the ball um, with their respective offensive and defensive coordinators pretty good amount of starters or at least guys from the two deep returning you'd like to see things running pretty smoothly whereas that first spring game you're like okay they've been on the job three months Um, you know they've had 12 practices under the belt or whatever it is under this system now with two springs and a full season under their belt, those bowl practices, we always talk about how valuable those are. You hope it looks a lot different than last year's spring game. Yeah, and if uh, if one of these offensive linemen does you know, miss a block and, and a quarterback gets lit up, uh, could the quarterback take any action maybe against the offensive line, or, or do you think? <laughs> Isn't that what uh, Jason Street tried to do? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, sue the coach. <laughs> They could try uh, calling Barnett, Howard, and Williams if they if they want to cover catastrophic injury from a football sack. Uh, 
hope hopefully that doesn't happen. Barnett Howard and Williams always says they hope you never need them. We really hope they d- they're not needed in this case. But if you do need an attorney for catastrophic injury, criminal defense, family law, one of the only um, law firms in the state of Texas certified for Title IX student litigation, bhwlawfirm.com. They hope you never need them, but they're in your corner if you do. Let's hope there's no no need for Barnett, Howard, and Williams after the spring game for any reason whatsoever. Um, Rob, let's talk defense. Highlighted some individual players on the offense that we were maybe keeping an eye on. Give me a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball that you're going to maybe hone in on and, and be watching for on Saturday. Yeah, certainly Miles Cole on the edge. Um, Steve Linton on the edge. I think I'm really going to be focused on that position, uh, especially in response to the tackles flipping. Um, I'm really going to be paying attention to Caleb Rogers and, and Monroe Mills uh, and whoever else is playing tackle on Saturday. Uh, defensively, uh, Ben Roberts is a kid they talked about a lot at linebacker. Uh, see what he looks like. And then in the secondary, you're not going to have a couple of guys. So I'm really excited to see these three freshmen that keep getting mentioned. Um, Sanford and uh, those guys, the the three Fred, the, mid, the mid-year guys. And then, I don't know, Jalen Peoples or uh, some of these other second-year guys that, that have been in the mix in the secondary. Because, again, I kind of know what a lot of these older guys are going to do. Uh, I want to see these freshmen and sophomores kind of being able to step up and and maybe play even with the twos with some guys out. Yeah, I, th- I think you and I are on the same page on a lot of those. I'll be looking at inside linebackers, seeing how Josiah Pierre looks in that inside linebacker spot, whereas he usually played outside or even like stand-up edge at times last season. Um, one of the key departures, I think, maybe a little bit under the radar – Kobe Miner was sort of your third corner by the end of last season and opted to seek playing time elsewhere. And so Joey McGuire said, I think in an article with the Lubbock AJ, that Marion Horn, who's a redshirt freshman, so second year in the program, um, has kind of filled in that spot. And with, is it Malik Dunlap or Rashad Williams that is out for the spring? Rashad. So with Rashad Williams out, Marion Horn should be lining up at one of the corner spots with the ones going up against your very best from the offensive side of the ball. And so I'm just curious to see kind of if we get a glimpse at how good of a player he is and what sort of depth you have at that corner position. I think you expect Rashad Williams back by the time the season starts. But, um, yeah, going to be very curious how Marion Horn looks at that position. And then Tyler Owens, I know he was on the team last year but was injured a lot, was behind Reggie Pearson for large portions of the season. But in the bowl game, in the bowl game, he was flying around. He was everywhere. And so he's just an exciting player to me. And so I'll be curious how he slots in at the other starting safety spot across from Rabbit. And if I mean if he can play consistently as well as he did in the bowl game, he's going to be a guy that just fills the stat sheet and is all over the place on every highlight reel, and it's just an exciting player to watch. So I think those are a few on the defensive side that I'm going to zero in on. I think also just maybe, I don't know, the kicks, the special teams, the if they do any of that, that kind of stuff, if you're hitting them, if you're not hitting them. Uh, obviously a new place kicker. Um, 
I'm sure a couple of guys will get kicks if you do it in the 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 red zone portion or just kind of run out there and do some kicks at any point. Obviously not the sexiest or uh, highlight inducing of highlights, but maybe you get a long one or something just to see if you can do it there at the Lowry. Yeah, that's something we've been so fortunate. You kind of take it for granted the last few seasons, having Garibay and Wolf. You know, it's like more or less automatic. Okay, we're you know lining up for a 42-yard field goal. It's 90% chance it's going in. Yeah. But that, that's not a given, especially in the college game. I mean, there's kickers that, you know, kick 55%. And um, see, so yeah, I'll be curious. And it's always totally different doing that in a scrimmage format versus a real game. But, yeah, I hope that they've kind of reloaded at that position because that was always a plus to – have a guy who could reliably hit field goals, especially from sort of fringe field goal range. Or in Garibay's case, absolutely outside of everybody's range, yeah. 62 yards. <laughs> um, Did you, you don't necessarily need that, but you hope you have a guy who can hit from 40, 45 pretty consistently. I know you saw it, the, the Tax Act Texas Bowl tweet. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? They're, I told you, man, they're like Jeff Goodman. They know where the engagement is on Twitter. It's with Texas Tech fans. So they're just like pandering to us all off season. Hey, uh, did you, have you paid attention to the, your Minnesota wild at all tonight? I checked the score that I saw they were losing two one. It was like early in the second period. All right. So it got to four one. Oh, wow. In the second. Now it's four to three. Wow. So that was all in the last like 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Five Dang. minutes left in the second. <laughs> Holy cow. Just going unreal bananas there. Hey, can I say something on this? Yeah. Playoff hockey is the best sport. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I'm not a hockey guy. I, I'm i not going to pretend to be. So I root for Minnesota pro sports teams. But I, I mean, I guess it'd be cool if the Wild won. I can't name a single player who plays for the Wild. Um, but I have so many friends, people that I care about, that actually want the Stars to win and know the game of hockey and actually know some guys on the team. I, I kind of don't want the Wild to ruin that for my buddies in the Discord. So I know I'm like kind of leaning into the Wild bit, but I don't know if I actually want them to win this series because I'd be happier for my friends if the Stars won. <laughs> I uh, made a, a bet today. This is completely unrelated. I don't watch hockey into the playoffs. I love playoff hockey. It's a completely different sport. Um, but I had LeBron James under 41 and a half points, rebounds, assists. You want to you know what he got? 42? 43. Oh, God. <laughs> One bucket. That's brutal. That is frustrating. I also had Marcus Simeon. Plus uh, one and a half total bases. He got it. And then Jonah Heim, a steal. One and a half hits, runs, RBIs, and he had eight today. That should need over one and a half. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's on an app where you have to put them all together. So hmm. <laughs> just throwing my money away, really. <laughs> Bummer. Anyways, no free ads. Um. Uh, they uh, the comment says uh, Kyle's a true friend for that. Also, get a little uh, pushback on my LeBron James L. Jonesy is about to unload the dishes. Oh, thank you. That's incredible content. <laughs> I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're doing well, Jonesy. Uh, 
All right. Do you want to do some props for the spring game? Um. Yeah. First, can I get your thoughts on no, I'd love Joey McGuire? What? I would love to give you thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts on Joey McGuire climbing the crane if they get 3,000 retweets? Okay, yeah, that absolutely is going to get 3,000 retweets. Two things. Low number, Joey. That is a it, low number. I just looked. It has 3,100, so yeah, we cleared it. Yeah, you got to do at least five. At least five. Um, if not ten. I mean, that's one of those things where you have to know your worth and, and kind of say, all right, if I'm climbing, climbing a crane. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, 15. Like, really make it a number and get it going. Um, Another thing, so I did a little research on the crane. It looks like you climb up a flight and then there's a platform to get off on. So you climb a flight inside of a, a cage and it looks more of a ladder. Somebody called it stairs. It looks like a ladder. Um, and then you probably unclip and clip back on for the next travel up. Um, it's probably not as dangerous as it seems, but no, I would not be planning for Joey McGuire to climb up the crane and then probably do some sort of promo from the top of the crane. It's great content. Whoever thought of that idea is probably, you know, excited about excited about it uh he'll be yeah he'll have a safety belt he'll have carabiners he'll have the nut hugger on uh have you ever done any kind of rock climbing or rope course work in your field probably doing some team builders out at spirit ranch or something yeah i've done like some ropes course i haven't done real rock climbing. like i've done indoor you know at the rec center or whatever but nothing on, on belay that kind of stuff yeah, nothing actually legit outdoors. So, yeah, you know, I don't. I, it, I, it, I would. It would be incredible content. And my my favorite thing about it is, I think Deb McGuire has responded or quote tweeted like three or four different she times. Does not want it to happen. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of with you on this yeah. one, Deb. Like, uh, I would like to have him fully healthy and, but. It would also be incredible if he gets to the top of the crane and like screams, let's go. And, you know, they create like a cinematic recap of his climb to the top. Like it, it'll be good content. So, yeah, if if he doesn't get to the top and somebody's not up there with a the camera, it's a waste. Like he's got to do something up there, either a, a Raider power with the workers up there or the crane operator <laughs> yelling back at him. I don't know what it is. Um, You also... <sighs> It just seems like you're inviting a little bit other people to climb the crane that aren't uh, workers. And I would say that's also not something you want to do. Please stay off of the crane. Yeah. You're going to have to do the video that they do uh, not to throw the beer. They're going to have to have the same guy out there saying, please do not climb the crane. Yeah. So we're getting some comments about like drone footage. Here's the shot I want. I want Joey like emerging from the last little ladder on top of the crane and then like hitting a let's go like slow-mo while the drone flies over of him like you know overlooking the whole south end zone and the whole time just oh like that'd be incredible yeah so if we're gonna do it let's do it right we need a cinematic recap we need all the drone shots everything uh should he base jump off the top no should he bungee jump off the top no uh, is Norrance going to have to make 
<laughs> no climbing announcements. Somebody will. Yeah. Uh, somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. He'll have what's called a lad safe on. Uh, it'll be help. It'll help in preventing any major injury should he slip. Oh, it's six three stars now. Holy crap! Two goals in about forty five seconds. <laughs> hey Rob, over under that climb the crane becomes some sort of like team motto with like a lesson behind it for this year's team. It'll be like PJ Fleck rowing the boat, climb yeah. the crane, climb the crane. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, you know we had some adversity up there. We just kept climbing. Just keep climbing. I was scared of that height. You know, I got about forty feet up there. Started getting what's nervous. Next? What's next, man? Yeah. Next step. Slipped off. Caught myself. I'm down three steps. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. All right, yeah, let's do some prop bets. All right, let's do it. What's your favorite uh... – <laughs> uh, never mind. Have you seen Silicon Valley? No. The TV show? There's a moment where they're testing their new live stream capabilities, and they end up <laughs> – they end up uh, filming an egg being hatched. And the guy, so the egg looks like it's going to die. So they send a guy up there to get the egg and the camera and he's pulling the camera out and he falls. The camera falls with him. So he's just stuck in this little crevice with the camera on him. And people are watching this guy stuck in a crevice and nobody can get to him for days. Um, So I was going to bring up the, you know, the 127 hours with like, what's your favorite uh, like disaster movie? (laughs) Like some guy getting stuck somewhere. Like just imagine Joey hanging off the crane for six hours while there's a rescue team trying to get him down. Yeah. All right. So like that'd be like a start bench cut, yeah. cast away 127 hours. Cast away. And like what's something else in that vein? Aren't they doing it or haven't they done a Chilean minor movie? I don't <laughs> know. The Chilean minor Chilean movie. Mi- Do you remember the story about the – I don't know why we're talking about this on this podcast, but the <laughs> Chilean miner. So when they were stuck down there, but they realized they could get them out. They started like inviting. They said, you can invite two people, your family, friends to be here when you get out. But like, we don't want a giant crowd. So you have to limit it to two. Do you remember the guy who invited his wife and his girlfriend? <laughs> no. It was like one of those. Th- and I wonder what their reaction was. Cause they're probably both like, mortified when they find out he's down there relieved that he's okay and like i i was about to say like shout out to him i guess for owning it but i also don't want to sound like too respectful of that but he was like yeah these are like the two people that i care about the most that probably need to know or see me first when i get up and so anyway like very strange dynamic so i'm I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes like are we happy he's coming out are we mad at him which one of us gets to go hug him first? Like, did they know before or I, I think that was like, I think they like discovered it as they were like being called to the collapsed mine. And it was like, Hey, so everybody gets two friends or family members and like y'all are his too. Oh, how are you related to him? Oh, I'm his girlfriend. Oh, I'm his wife. Okay. I don't know why I remember that. It was so wife, long ago. The wife's like, yeah, you can leave him down there. <laughs> Yeah. He's good. He's good. 
Well, it's kind of like that during I saw this uh, posted online. It didn't impact me, of course, but like when COVID lockdowns started and people that were living with one person sneaking around with another had to like all of a sudden be like, hey, uh, like I can't come over anymore kind of deal. Um, I, I don't envy anybody who lives a complicated life like that. I have one wife and that's enough. Good job. Good job <laughs> uh, that people can get themselves into a lot of trouble, uh, live in other ways. So uh, I don't have to, I won't have to deal with that if I ever get caught in a mine or if another pandemic hits. Anyways. Oh, should he, instead of a hard hat, should he wear a helmet? Full face mask? <clears throat> yeah, that'd be, that'd be on brand. Uh, did you get a new haircut? Lots of people are talking about your haircut. Uh, I got them all cut. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we still have the rim shot on the soundboard. No. Got the cash money. Oh. <laughs> so funny dad, enough, they say. I screwed up. I was trying to go to sport clips. There's a great clips right across the street oh, from God. the sport clips. And I went to great clips and I like, didn't realize I was in there and it was like too late. I was like, please don't. That's not bad like, my, for great clips. Yeah. I was like, my friend has had a bad experience in here. Like I just need something really simple. Just a little trim, nothing too crazy. You tell them that. Yeah. I think they think they did. Okay. All right. Yeah. They did good. Okay. Spring game props. Yeah. Let's do it. How I many want do you have? winners. What? How many do you have? Oh, I didn't do any. I thought you had them. Oh, you're just, Oh, okay. And then we have the discord mailbag. Okay. Um, more receiving touchdowns, Jaron Bradley plus miles price or the combined field. Ooh. See, that's interesting because I don't think either of those guys will play any in the second half, but you also have the, the free period. I'm, I'm going to go, I'll take the field. I'm a big field guy. I think I will too. But I, I think that's tight. Yes or no, will there be a tight end touchdown? Yes. Would you give me even odds on that, or is that a little plus on yes? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we could do that a little bit, like plus 120. Yes. I think I'll lean that way with you, not because we have a track record of using them in the red zone, but sometimes you use this spring game as an opportunity to work on other elements of your game. So maybe they draw something up for the tight ends down there. I think it's very likely we'll at least target one, and that's usually usually a good sign. Most rushing yards, just between these two, doesn't have to be total, Taj Brooks or Cameron Valdez? Valdez. I feel like that's kind of the risky pick, kind of the safe pick, because he's a good shot to get a home run. And if he does, it'll be hard for Taj to um, pass him. But if he doesn't get the home run, does Taj get more carries? And is he just like so steady that I'm going to try you again? I'm going to go Cameron Valdez. Over or under two and a half turnovers. So basically take three or no. I want to say under. You go first. You're just trailing me all around. Under. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I'll go Unless, over just to be different. Again, hedging based on format. If if Jake yeah. Strong, not a shot at him, if any true freshman takes half the reps at quarterback, then like the odds go up, right? But if If the odds go up, sorry, you cut out. <laughs> I was saying it, the odds go up if anybody like Jake Strong or any true freshman winds up playing half the snaps, and that's where like you just don't know how the reps are going to go. But you would hope that if Shuck and Morton are playing 80 or 85% of the snaps, that it would be under two and a half turnovers. Yeah. So I'm going under. But you're saying take three? Yeah, I'll take three. And especially if you play a full second half and some of these other quarterbacks are throwing the ball around and you're not just running it. In the second half. We'll see. Yes or no? Quarterback rushing touchdown. Because of... You know, I'm going to say yes on this. Because of the red zone period, I think they'll get close and Shuck will pull one and and run it in. Or Baron Morton. I'll say no. That's probably a good call because they are probably going to protect the quarterbacks, but I just feel like that's kind of a classic switcheroo there. Now, I would have no idea how to handicap these odds, but first touchdown score, I'm going to let you pick two names and I'll pick two names and we'll see who's right, but we're not going to assign a plus 400, plus 500 kind of value. So how about you get the first pick and the fourth pick and I get the second and third. Is that fair? Yeah. Taj Brooks. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'll go Jaron Bradley. Brooks and. Yeah, Brooks time, not Taj time. Not Taj time. I'll go Jaron Bradley and Cameron Valdez. Ooh, so my all my picks are still there because I was going to go Dre McCray next. Um, you know, Nehemiah Martinez in that second half has a real chance. He broke one last year. First touchdown score in the second half? Oh, it's first touchdown score. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, I'll go deep. I'll go deep shot to uh, Dre McCray. Okay, so you've got you've got Taja McCray. I've got Bradley and Valdez. If I could pick a third, it would be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. <laughs> Baylor Cup. <laughs> like, yeah, if Cooper Cup yeah, is Cooper out there, Cup I like his odds to yeah, score. He's Cooper pretty Cup dang good. Score. Baylor Cup. I'll, I'll take the other tight end. I'll go Mason Tharp just to make it interesting. Uh, Jonesy says, should I tap into the butter pecan or strawberry ice cream? You know what? Because we all, or all, both of us listed one receiver, one running back, one tight end. Yeah. We'll make this a prop and do a Twitter poll and say, which of these, who from either of these trios will score first and we'll let the people okay. go in on it with us, okay. see who they agree yeah. with. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Will there be a formation with multiple quarterbacks? Yes or no? No. No, surely not. No, man. In that red zone period. Oh, surely not. No, no, no. I can't decide on this. On one hand, I want to be like, no, because they're going to save any crazy looks like that for actual game tape. Yeah. But on the other hand, they showed it so many times last year. It's like, what what could they possibly be hiding by running another multi-quarterback formation? But I'll say no. I think they're going to. They're still trying to like teach the basics and execute the basics, the fundamentals. Yeah. They want to know they can run the offense before adding a wrinkle like that. So I'll, I'll say no. 
Did you have? And then the last one I had was attendance related. I don't know. Did we pick? Yeah, you said under. I said over fifty-two fifty. Did you have an ice cream answer? I would go butter pecan. Homemade vanilla. Oh, is that? So oh, that's either. a different comment. Yeah, it's this one here. I I wouldn't tap into either one of those. Yeah, of the two. Yeah, those those would not be high on my list of things to tap into. Are you an ice cream guy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't have to be. I like chocolate. I like mint chocolate chip, and I like some oh, vanilla. God. Mint chocolate is the worst ice cream flavor. Not not bluebell. Bluebell's really good. Bluebell. No, no, no. no free ads. I just don't like it. That's fair. That's you know we don't have to like the same things, Kyle. I know we have some more prop bets in the Discord mailbag. How do you join that, Kyle? Patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. We are ramping up some content over there. As Rob said, we just interviewed local media legend David Collier. That's the first in a off-season series we'll be doing, talking to folks that have covered Texas Tech for far longer and in different avenues than you and I have, Rob. I had a lot of fun talking to him, and we've got access to the number one Texas Tech fan Discord server. Gets you access to the mailbag. You can answer or you can ask us any question you want. We ask that you don't answer the mailbag because then it clutters it up and it's hard to read. So a lot going on in our Patreon community. It's only $5 a month to join patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. All right, if we've already asked the question, I'm not going to read it. Nobody get upset. Uh, total pick sixes over under one and a half. First of all, that's a steep line. I'm going to say 0.5. Is there one? Yes or no? Is there one? No. No, I agree. Uh, quarterback rushing touchdowns. We've done that one. Um, passing touchdowns, three and a half over under. 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 Sacks, three and a half. So that'll be whistles whistles blown dead because it's not a full sack, but it's a, a play stopped because of a defensive lineman in the backfield. Yeah, that's that's a good line. That's I'm struggling to pick mostly because of the format. Um, I'll go under. I'll go over. Maybe not on plays stopped, but on plays where you could say that was probably a sack, I'll take the over. Um, inter- interceptions one and a half. We kind of talked about this on the would they would the yeah. defense take three? Um, I'll go over. I think I think one of the freshmen or walk ons makes a mistake, and I think Morton or Shut gets picked off once. So I'll say two picks. Yeah, and if there are three turnovers, I would probably assume they would be interceptions. I don't think anybody's hitting hard enough. Hopefully to knock a ball out. Though last year. There's a couple of hits where a guy just gets hit right in the chest and fumbles. Uh, False starts, two and a half. Under. I hope it's under. I just want want a clean game, man. Just uh, a clean game. A cameraman run over by a player going OB. Nah. No. Maybe an intern or a coach. Uh, prop bets for the slogan Joey has on his hat. Uh, will effort be across Joey's brim? Yeah, I think that has to be the favorite. I'll go chalk on that and say effort. If you gave me plus, if you gave me plus nine hundred on climb the crane, I'd I'd nibble at it. Oh, we're climbing the crane. 
Uh, long-term spring game bet. Do they count this as a win on the schedule at the end of the season? Yes or no? Who are we? OU? Yeah. What are we? Texas A&M? Come on. No. If the Gauchos ran for president, who would be the president and who would be the vice president? Follow-up question, how fast would you get impeached? A lot of different ways I could go with this, Rob. Same. So, one, I think you would make a great president with your pulse of the people. I think you would just be like, you know what? This is a decision that's too big for one man to make. We're just going to go straight to the American people, see what they think on it. You know, like, yeah. should we, should we, I'm trying to pick the most apolitical thing and I can't even. Um, pick a sports one. Should we create the Space Force, yes or no, and, yeah. and let the people vote on it? And Elon will help you weed out the Twitter bots. So we'll just have Twitter blue subscribers deciding whether or not to create the Space Force. So I think you'd be a very responsive leader to the wishes of the people, which can be a good thing to an extent, but you also don't want the uh, inmates running the asylum, so to speak. Kyle, could you be my vice president? You think that would yeah, be I would. Good one so I would, um, as you know, I'm sort of in a semi-political line of work, and I prefer to be um, kind of a knowledgeable person behind the scenes rather than the face of anything. And so I think I could actually be very good at assisting you with the policy side and like a trusted advisor to you, but without having to be the the figurehead of the operation. So I actually think it would, this is my opinion. I think it would pair better if you were the president, you know, you were the face of it on Twitter and everything. And I was the VP and was like your counsel and saying like, Hey, I think this is my recommendation and you know, you can take it or leave it. I think that'd be a good combo. Would you say that's how we're run here? <laughs> um, you got a little bit upset when I used to have Twitter, uh, gaucho president on my bio. I didn't get upset. You just said that I got upset. You were a little upset about it. Why? Why do you say that? Well, you just asked about it a few times and I could just tell you kind of were bothered by it. I think you misread that. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's like that in some ways, but not like that in other ways. Like I I was going to say the opposite. I would have said you're the president. I would be the vice president. Like on the podcast, I don't know anything about the technical side. So like every podcast that has been uploaded is because of Rob. So like... In that sense, you're the behind-the-scenes guy, but in other senses, like I'm not trying to get all technical, but like the business management kind of falls to me. And so we're, I guess we're both behind the scenes yeah. in different ways. And then we're both the on-air talent, so we're both, I guess, co-figureheads as well. So I, I guess it, it's kind of a mix. Who would uh, – see, if I was a president, I would get – I would get uh, impeached faster than you would. I feel like if it, I don't think you would be impeached. Why do you think you'd be impeached and I wouldn't be? I think if one of us got impeached, it would be me. I don't know. I it would go to my head, and I would get involved in some kind of scandal. You're not a an office guy, are you? The TV show. I like The Office. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I saw a comment that said co-managers and made me think of the episode where Jim is like, "Yeah, I kind of handle the day to day and Michael's big picture." And then I guess they're, I don't know who they report to, but they're like, no, you can't have two managers. 
So I don't know which one of us is big picture gauchos and which one of us is day to day, but I I think uh, it's probably your day to day, and I'm the big picture guy. <clears throat> Got a lot of ideas. Yeah, I'm probably much more closer to uh, Michael Scott than you are. You're you're more of a gym. <laughs> Who would the uh, the Picador cabinet be? Man, Dan Briggs in any kind of sales role. I think Big Hen has to be like our Secretary of State or like ambassador to the UN because he's like a he's a big cheerleader for the Gauchos, and so he's got to be like our our representative in front of the rest of the world. You know, I would go I would go Dan Briggs as the representative to the to free world. I think he'd be like our director. He'd be like Secretary of Commerce, like handling some business advice and counsel kind of. I would go uh, Department of Defense maybe would be Big Hen. You've seen him. You've seen him in, in his role as a linebacker. What are we going to do with Mateo Nomeo? I feel like if we need a – so he's our – He's Frank Underwood. <laughs> He's our press secretary. Like he needs us. We need him to stir the pot yeah, and then the Maddie doors. Yeah, argue with like the combative media and like deflect. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Mateo could do that really well. Uh, Treasury, uh, obviously, our our uh, CPA. I actually don't yes. know what he does. He just says he's always busy until April fifteenth. So it's, I just assumed he was kind of a CPA type role. But he should be all done now because tax day yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, so he's good. So yeah, notorious would be our. Um, uh, let's see, like minister of finance or, yeah. you know, or he'd be like the head of the, the, the treasury. treasury or the, yeah. yeah. Who else? You got to think of roles here. <clears throat> You're the politics guy. Are we missing any major, uh, well, we name we put big hint at two things. Do you have a better, uh, secretary of defense who gets dirty on Twitter? Who's not afraid? We got to get Mr. Root um, somewhere. Lubbockist. Oh, I know who's I know who's Secretary of Defense. Lubbockist has got to be on something. It's Lubbockist because he has gone to bat for us on Red Raider Sports, um, defending us from some untrue and unfair attacks, unprovoked attacks. Yeah. So he's definitely the Secretary of Defense. Landahoy is the Secretary of Memes. Yeah, he's a meme guy. I feel like we need a team like him and Big Hen and Mateo could kind of be like the beans maybe in there. Yeah. That could be the crap posters. Oh, and uh, Chase with the gifts. Doe. Doe. We got a bunch of <laughs> that role is filled well. <laughs> we have we have legal counsel because Barnett with Barnett Howard and Williams is a picador. Yes, he is. Um, he's like our attorney general or something like that. Somebody's going to be upset. We don't name them. This is the dangerous thing we're doing. Yeah. See, so I'm thinking of, uh, Briggsy jr. But I, I, the reason I haven't mentioned him is I want to avoid allegations of nepotism within the cabinet. And if we already have Fair. Briggsy senior somewhere, then I don't know. He's a corporate guy too, so surely he can fit in somewhere. Yeah. Gaucho's country. <laughs> if a hypothetical basketball tournament came to Lubbock for the summer, 
hypothetically, and you could pick a starting five of former Texas Tech players who are currently not on a full-way NBA contract, who would your five be? This is all hypothetical about a basketball tournament that could be coming to Lubbock. Hypothetical. I'm sorry, I zoned out a little bit. Can you read me the parameters again? You just weren't listening or? Correct. Were you thinking about something else? Do we need to get, get to the bottom of something? My mind was still on the picadors. Okay. Good excuse. Uh, hypothetical basketball tournament coming to Lubbock. Non-NBA players. Who's on the team? Like you can't do Mac McClung or can I can I take Davide even though he's playing? Yep, because Davide's uh, in Italy. He's not an NBA contract. I take Davide. I would go Tariq Owens. This comment. McCuller, Shannon, Tyson, Coleman, Chua. <laughs> I'd probably go Zach Smith. Yeah. An athletic guy. Kind of play like a stretch four if you wanted to go sure. small. Norrence. Isn't he? Um, He's not a G League. He's not a full NBA guy. Okay. Yeah. So I, think, um, I think Mac has the Sixers contract. Right. I think you technically could do Culver right now. I thought he was with the... But I think it's just a G League contract. I don't think he's on a full mm. NBA contract. Oh, yeah. I, I for sure take him. Bryce. Um, oh, I'd go Rob Lewandowski. I don't think he's played in so he he does, he works in like IT now, but he, he's a baller. Oh, it's Culver a two-way maybe? I'm trying to think of some. Uh, oh, is Keenan Evans, he's playing in Europe or somewhere. Yeah, he, he's, definitely he's automatic. Like Evans. Um, Who's the guy I mean, that played for the basketball tournament last year from, like, New Mexico? Chandre. Chandre, yeah. What was his last name? Where was Miller? he from? Jones. Something like S- that. Smith, Stevens. I feel like he had a generic last name. Jones felt right. He was He was good. Yeah. He was really good. Awesome. Yeah, I'd take him. But of course, this is all hypothetical. Avery Benson. <laughs> you need a glue guy. A glue guy. Oh, my God. Uh, Root says in the non-answering portion of the mailbag, basically the 2019 plus Gray and Zach Smith. Jay Crockett, that's a good one. Brandon Francis. Yeah. Jay Crockett. Jones, another guy says Jones. Oh my god, he's freezing again. How are you back? Um, who hits more home runs in the year of our Lord 2023? Gavin Cash or Josh Young? Cash hit two more today. He's at 19. Josh Young on pace for 30. I think he has three, maybe. So he's probably on pace for less than 30 now. They've played a couple of games since I did that last. That's a good prop bet. And so much of it depends on how many postseason games Gavin Cash gets to play. Like, is it three in a regional or is it seven 
you know, regional super and Omaha, you know, um, I'll go Gavin cash almost as like a slight emotional hedge because if Josh young is hitting like 27, 28, he's probably rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and well on his way to an all-star career, which I would love to see happen. So I'll take cash assuming that there's some kind of regression to the mean for um, an MLB rookie, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope Josh Young just tears it up. Adjusted for season length. Uh, Like home runs per game. Then yeah, it's cash by a mile. But full season, man, I, I, I would probably go young just because I want that to happen, but there are 17 games left and he has 19 home runs. So, and you get, uh, what? Twelve more games? Nine more games in Lubbock? Ten more games in Lubbock? It's pretty good. You have to think he gets at least four or five at home, maybe. So thirty-three is the record. Twenty-one is Jace Young. A couple of years ago, and then I think there's a twenty-seven and a twenty-four in there. So you could certainly be third all time with five more home runs. It's pretty awesome. Last question. Is there a plan for a Gaucho's Picador's bus to Laramie? We have custom discussed and kicked some things around for that. It, Kyle, if, if there was a bus to take us from Dim, if everyone could just meet in Denver and then there was a bus from Denver to Laramie, would you be in on that? Or, or would you rather caravan? Well, we're going to need some flexibility because some of the folks going to Denver are going to go to the Rockies game that Friday night. Right. And others are going to be in Laramie on Friday for other obligations that are, as of now, exclusive opportunities to the Parlay Picadors. So I would think, yeah, we're definitely going to convene in Denver and then it's probably best to maintain some flexibility and not put everybody on a bus. So that's how I'm leaning, I guess. Bus opportunities. Would you be down all hypothetical here? Would you be down for like a bus to Waco? Like they'll drive you down. And then after the game, we pile back on the bus and they'll drive us home. Well, you and I live in different cities now, so just hypothetical. If there was like a like a Lubbock yeah. thing, and then you you sure. come to Lubbock and then stay the night, yeah, that might be a fun thing to do. I don't think it makes sense in Laramie because I think there will be a lot of people coming in to Denver, or that's one of those vacation games. It's a long weekend. Are you staying? Are you leaving? I think there's too many moving parts in Laramie. But uh, one of those road games, I bet we could figure something out. There was a bus company that offered to drive us to the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. So I I know we have uh, at least that company we could reach out to if something were to uh, come together. Tad says there's 17 scheduled games. Eight or nine more home runs. The more postseason uh, he gets, obviously, that number can climb. I mean, he gets at least two in the Big 12 tournament. 
assuming so we make 19. a regional, which is a pretty safe assumption, two more. So that's 17 plus four. And then if you win one game in the Big 12 tournament, one game in the regional, that's six more games total. So, yeah, I mean, he, he can do some damage, especially if he – I don't know if they get a favorable ballpark in the regional or something that he can hit a bunch out. Well, the the Big Twelve tournament, uh, yeah, Globe Life. He's not gonna. Hit all yeah, Globe Life. that's a tough. But if you're in a regional where the ball carries or a small ballpark, he could. Especially if you wind up playing like four games in the regional. Yeah. And then if you go to a super in Austin, we're in Lubbock. Did you see the matchup today? Yeah, hated it. So bad. I don't get what happened from D1's last projection a week ago where Oklahoma State was hosting. Yeah. Oklahoma State loses a series at home to West Virginia, so they drop out, understandably. You win a Big 12 road series, you'd think you would just trade spots with Oklahoma State, you know, if they thought that two Big 12 teams would host. And I know the RPIs are different, but, like, how did you fall after yeah. from a two to a three after winning – one out of two in yeah. Palo Alto against a really good team and then winning a conference road series. It's also a projection, not a this is what it would be if it currently happened. Sure. Which is what it felt like. Tech being a three seed at a 60 RPI probably makes sense. But that's not where it's going to be in a month, hopefully. You're also ranked number 16 in that outlet's poll. And so you would think that based on that, you're kind of like a fringe host. We'll next record... After the Baylor series, um, do you just want to give me a, a quick – I know this will be our final thought segment, but just going through Baylor and, I don't know, 30 seconds on, what do you expect? Well, I loved the performance in the midweek. thought the bats were really good. I thought the pitching for the most part was good. Taper fast, went six-plus innings, only took him, I think, 70-something pitches. I almost wanted to see him work through that in the seventh with after the leadoff walk. Me too. Um, but that's obviously a piece that you're still trying to figure out is the starting pitching. I don't know if that single performance is enough to catapult him back into the weekend rotation, but it's certainly better than watching him struggle in the midweek. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about what the starting pitching looks like this weekend against Baylor, and I think really any outcome besides a sweep is going to feel – if you get two out of three, that's a minor disappointment if you lose the series to the last, the, the worst team in the conference. Um, that's obviously no bueno. So, hoping for a sweep, hoping that your starting pitching starts to turn the corner a little bit. And, you know, if that means combining, you know, an opener with a, a long relief appearance, then so be it. But uh, you're going to have to shore that part of your game up if you want to be competitive in the postseason. So, that's what I'm looking for this weekend against Baylor. I'm busting out the red and black broom, baby. Gotta be. All right. We've done like six hours of podcasting today, so I don't really have any other final thoughts. Me neither. Love y'all. Camp on a wanna. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think.